Impulsive behavior can make us do things we wouldn't normally think to do. It can be a positive, a driving force towards a promotion at work, a change of scenery, or even push us to do something we normally would be too scared to do without throwing caution to the wind. But sometimes impulsive urges can drive us to do unspeakable things, being driven by an urge that takes control and won't let go until we've fed that need. Murder is not a lust. It is not a violence. It's about possession. This is a direct quote from the man we're going to talk about today. His name is well known, a name that brings anger to most, pain to others, and a strange fascination to others. He's been the center of a number of books, movies, documentaries, interviews, and series that dive deeper down the rabbit hole of a man considered to be charming, handsome, and charismatic, blending in among everyone and hiding his terrible secrets. Today's show is about Ted Bundy, a wolf in sheep's clothing. Ted Bundy was born Theodore Robert Cowell on November 24, 1946, to Eleanor Louise Cowell at the Elizabeth Lund Home for Unwed Mothers in Burlington, Vermont. His father's identity has never been confirmed, but there was three men always named whenever the subject came up. One was a man, Lloyd Marshall, another man was Jack Worthington, and the final man many thought to be Ted's father was his mother's own biological father, Samuel, who was violent and abusive, but none of these claims were ever proven to be true. For the first time in three years of his life, his grandparents raised him as their own, with the young child believing his mother was in fact his older sister. It wasn't until later he came to know the truth, something psychologists say had a damaging effect on the small child. Later on in his formative years, around the beginning of the early 1950s, Ted and his mother moved to Tacoma, Washington, where she met a man named John Bundy. And the two later married, going on to have four children of their own. Johnny adopted Ted, and hence he gained his last name, Bundy. It's unknown the exact timeline, but during Ted's early life, he grew a fascination with knives and looking at violent pornographic images and magazines, something he talked about more in depth about in his final interviews days before his execution. While porn addiction is not seen as something as dangerous to the world, and especially today's age, it is not uncommon or as taboo as it once was. A number of serial killers have this trait that they have shared. During his high school he was arrested at least twice on suspicion of burglary and auto theft. When he reached 18, these incidents were removed from his record due to Washington state laws. 
Over the next few years, Ted spent a year at the University of Puget Sound before he transferred to the University of Washington in 1966. In 1967, he became romantically involved with a University of Washington classmate who was identified by several different names and biographies on Ted's life. Many believe after their breakup and her return to home to her family in California, her appearance is what made many of the victims uh, later would resemble long dark hair parted down the middle, usually wearing hoop earrings, tall, slim, and attractive. Although to this day, it has always been speculation and never confirmed by neither Ted or those who knew him. While I will not go too deeply into Ted's personal life, he worked for a suicide hotline for a period of time, and during his killing, he dated a woman he had lived with for a number of years. She was a single mother and would ultimately be the one that gave the biggest break in Ted's true nature. In January in 1974, Ted attacked a young woman, beating her, sexually assaulting her, and leaving her with no memory of the attack later on in life. One month after this attack, feeling confident he would take the life of a number of women, for privacy reasons, the name of the women will not be shared. On February 1st, 1974, Ted's brutal rampage would begin with a young University of Washington student. He bludgeoned while sleeping and abducted her. Her skull and mandible was later recovered at Taylor Mountain site. 